we got to talk about the Wheel of Time, too. Oh, did you start? Oh, I love it. catch up and talk about whatever nerdy stuff comes to mind usually over hookah enjoy you know what it really I'm grew a, on me it really i'm excited me. for tomorrow because it comes out on friday right yeah 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 so so we should and we will have a conversation we, you've got a lot of reading to do but we, we should do a, at least a mini soda or something on the wheel of time well, let's let's talk about it now. I got some time, you know. Adrea, I have to put Adrea to bed in like twenty minutes, so I got yeah. like twenty minutes. Um, yeah. So, like, listeners, we talked about the Wheel of Time on a past episode. I just mentioned that it was on and that it's this this big long fifteen book series, and they started a new show on Amazon. And uh, I've been watching it. And Matt, you've been watching it. Yes, I watched so, it like several times actually because I watched it myself. And then yeah. when my buddy came in from out of town he was hunting last week i was mm. like you got to check this out so we watched it i watched those well i had seen the first three episodes and then when he came right. in we watched the fourth episode together well we watched the first three i watched them a second time as he was catching up and we watched the fourth one together and then when my wife came back from tennessee i watched it yet again <laughs> with right. her because i was like you gotta watch this and you have to have it done before friday because the fifth one's the fifth episode's coming out on friday and i'm watching it <laughs> so right did she like it? Did Amanda like? I bet JB yeah. would have liked it. JB did um, like it. Yeah. Yeah. We were JB and I kind of were nerding out on the like the D and Dism of it, if yeah, you will. Yeah. I think like, you're right. I think you're right. Like we're we're like we're like pointing at different characters. We're like uh, you know sorceress, uh, bard, uh, <laughs> yep. thief, rogue, uh, uh, druid. You know, <laughs> so like yep. like yep. and they very very easily fit into these these. Uh, things that have been paying off from our childhoods that we've we've been feeding ourselves lore for fucking 20 years and now we see something and we're like i know what that is i know what that is <laughs> right 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 yeah i think it's i um i'm glad you like it i really do because i the first episode i thought was really paced strangely um, well the first part- episode upon rep- upon reflection again i've seen it three times now right the first episode is all set up yeah, and it's, it's and up, and, right. and you got to understand for a person like me who's never read the books or anything like that, I didn't know any of these characters. I didn't know anything about anybody. I didn't know anything about uh, the what are they called the Asai, uh, the Isidai and yeah. Isidai. That's right. I didn't know anything about any of that. And when I first the first time I watched it by myself, it was kind of a slog because yeah. I was getting bombarded with all this information. That I didn't understand or know or have any context for. After watching it again, I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know. So right. like the first episode, upon further reflection, after you've got yourself, gotten your head around the story and gotten your head around what the wheel of time is, and gotten your head around the society and the setup, like it makes it was it was well done. It makes sense looking back on. It. Sure. sure. I think that's I think that's good. So so like I think that it, I think that it picks up. 
I think I would say that maybe the last 10 minutes of the first episode, I think really pick up well when the troll locks show up. <laughs> right. Um, and then, and then I honestly, I liked all the other ones. Like, and I yeah. said, I was really surprised. Like, like I have such a love hate relationship with the series, Matt, because the series as a, it's such a commitment. Like, like if you'd ever want to read the series, if you really like the show, you might really, you might end up really liking the book, but like the, the series is such a, a dense, huge series. It's 15 books long. All the books are as, as large as game of Thrones, you know, they're, right. they're massive, massive books with millions of characters. And um, when they're good, like like and they're inconsistent that's really the problem like right. there's 15 books and so like the first seven books pretty consistent pretty good and then you just got to struggle through all these all this stuff and then it picks back up but like the when it's good like when it's really good when it's really well thought out when 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 it's when it's a legitimately new idea for, particularly for the time it's fucking great. Like mm-hmm. it, he does reincarnation really well. And he, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, the, the, it's not this way in the series, but, but the first book is framed by um, the first dragon, the first dragon's life. Like, like the first dragon is this guy named Luce Theron and Luce Theron, mm-hmm. you know, you depict Luce Theron going crazy. Like the one power has been corrupted and, and Luce Theron doesn't realize it's corrupted until he, loses his mind and murders his entire family like like and, right. and and like and that's and then he realizes oh shit the the it, i've been i've truly been defeated i thought i defeated the dark one but the dark one has really defeated me you know like like right. by 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 breaking the world like and 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 it's great because because it's broke because the men i Sedai are the are the ones that the dark one has managed to corrupt it's such a well the the world building of the series is great and and you see this in the show because it becomes this female dominated society. Right. You know, where, where, well, of course we can't trust men. They're liable. They're liable to go fucking nuts, you know? And, and and the, and the, and you, the whole concept of the warder makes this make sense in a different way. Right. Right. These, these loyal men who, who join with the Aes Sedai and, and like, and I, and it doesn't, and even in the books, it doesn't come across as like weirdly misogynistic. It just makes sense. Like no, it, and it, it, and it's interesting because those those the warders are not depicted as like servants, right? right. They're not like they're not like um, enslaved in any way. They're they're just kind of like on board with it, and they understand like the women hold the power of the the full the one one power yeah the one power and that's the way it ought to be because they they and they they are like devoted in a way that's more like um well like you said loyal than it is yeah. it, mm-hmm. if 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 men <laughs> if men were the, the wielders of the one power the the women would be servants <laughs> right exactly. that's just how it exactly be, yeah, right? yeah. But when mm. the women are the ones with the the one power, the men aren't servants. They're not involuntary, kind of like forced into it. They're 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 there. They're on board. They're they're and they're portrayed as equals. They are actually. I think that. So what I something that I think the show does very well that that is not um, that it's not that the book didn't do this well. It's just that the show I think does it better. 
is is the little things of Lon and Moraine being like totally comfortable with each other. Right. You know, and and not in this weird sexual in a platonic way. way. In, in a, a platonic totally way. platonic way. And and that's how it is in the book. We just don't have there's just not a, a, a lot of only Moraine and Lon time in the book. So right. like, so you don't see that a ton. But like I even think like like I think it was in the first episode where they take a bath together. Yeah, and he's like, the water's a little cold, and she heats yeah, it up. And more. She, yeah. She's like, yeah, you're right, you know. <laughs> they're just, and they're just like, they're like talking. They're like, yeah, whatever, you know. Like, like you could never get away with it. Like you said, you couldn't get away with a relationship like that if the roles were reversed. Like, right. like, and 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 so because Robert Jordan casts this, creates this world in which um, male. Well, I said I are are cut out like it can't happen. Um, you get to do all these kind of cool things with relationship and with and with um, the way a world is set up uh, that that makes sense because of a storyline reason and right. not just sort of whatever. And I really like that. I really like that. What do you think of what do you think of the what what are ultimately the three main characters? I guess like Egwin, Egwin and Nenev are are also the main characters. It's a it's a cast of five, mm -hmm. but but in the books it's it's not that they aren't main characters, but in the books because spoiler alert, Randall Thor is the dragon. Like I don't <laughs> yeah. know if you, this is not something that they do in uh, in the first book, but in the film in the show I get I get. I guess I get it. Like, who's the dragon? It could it be Matt? Like, no, it's yeah. definitely not Matt. It's Randall Thorne. <laughs> but um, uh, like, like, like in the books, it, it's really Rand, Matt, and Perrin. Rand, Matt, right. and Perrin are sort of the driving characters for a long time, and then right. Egwin uh, becomes an Aes Sedai and and is incredibly powerful, and Nenave becomes a healer who's incredibly right. powerful and um and stuff. But like, what do you think of uh, what do, what do you think of the way like Robert Jordan kind of reimagines what is ultimately the hobbits, you know, <laughs> like, like he essentially reimagines these characters in this way. Well, it is, it is sort of the Hobbit for grownups, right? <laughs> like, I, I, I really appreciate the, well, again, I don't have any context to speak of with, with books because I've never read them, but I think that's maybe an asset because um, there, there's sort of like a, a sense that there's all killer and no filler in the, in the, in the film version of it yeah. like in in the lord of the rings i was familiar with the books long before i ever saw the movies you know i had read the books as a kid you know so i knew everything that was coming and i i came at it with an expectation and like in the lord of the rings they put a lot of things in the movies simply to take up visual movie time right yeah yeah um things that you can't really get away with can't you can't sit around in a in a movie and talk about the plot of the movie like they do in a book right you can't do that so like i was kind of given that the old side eye watching lord of the rings movies i didn't think that lord of the rings movies were terrible by any means but i didn't appreciate them as much as i would have had i not read the books right so um and i see the parallels between the Lord of the Rings and the Wheel of Time. But I also see so much other, um, I see a lot more parallels with the Dungeons and Dragons world. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's know? true. I think that's um, true. Because the, the, the archetypical characters from Dungeons and Dragons 
fit almost perfectly with the wheel of time. And that's a nerd thing for me, but, but there's not a, a preset story for those people. Like there was with the Lord of the Rings, there was a preset story for what was going to happen with the Hobbits. There was a preset story with what was going to happen with the wizard. There was a preset story with what was going to happen with the ranger. Like I knew all those things. The, with the, with the wheel of time, I recognize the archetypes. I recognize the characters from like the Dungeons and Dragons thing. But Dungeons and Dragons is so wide open and, and exposed that you can, you know, tell whatever story you want to with that. You're not, you're not bound by, uh, uh, you're not bound by a narrative, right? You have, you have the constants, which are the characters and the rules. And then everything else is, is free exposition, you know? So that's one of the things I really like about The Wheel of Time. Having not read the books, um, I recognize the characters. I understand the world. And it's been done in a, in a fast-paced way yeah. throughout the first four episodes. But in a, in a satisfying way that you understand what's going on. You understand the, you understand the concept. And having the, the knowledge of the kind of fantasy um, tropes that they're using... Uh, makes it interesting because it's like i'm watching somebody i'm watching a dungeons and dragons campaign play out (laughs) rather than Mm -hmm. and i don't know how it's going to end i don't know what's going on i don't have any preconceived notion or expectation you know i I, i'm not going to be like why are the elves at helms deep you know (laughs) like it's not that's not not going to happen right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. and like you said you said there's 15 books and some of them are better than others but like i said with the with the the film being or the the tv show they're not going to have time to like fuck around and deal with all the low end stuff. Right. They're only going to give you like the, the, the cream of the crop. They're going to give you the best cuts of meat to, yeah. to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's good. Like, I think that, um, I think I already see a lot of that. I was, I was worried about how the fourth episode was going to go. Cause I knew, I knew that we were going to spend some time with the Aes Sedai. And the Aes Sedai are complicated. Like, like it's the most political part of the book. Like, like right. the series, the Aes Sedai stuff, um, and like the White Tower and the Emerald and Seat and all of that stuff. That's all. That's the political intrigue of the Wheel of Time is right. is figuring out because Egwin goes to the tower, becomes an initiate, and she has to move forward up into the into the the seat, you know, and she gains power and, and and things like that so you sort of see this happen so many of the red aja are are, are hell-bent not on helping the, the the dragon but on just murdering the dragon because yeah. because if rand is the dragon so like one of the things like the the book doesn't make any the books don't make any don't make this into a, a mystery we know that the dragon reborn is going to be a man yeah and that's why the red aja are scared of him you know the right. red Aja are like mm, no like like yeah. like we are going to we've make been sure down this road before we've seen what happens when men have the one power and right yeah. um <laughs> and and so there's no and that's and and this is this is an element that i i think are they're bringing forward a little bit in 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 the fourth episode like part of the drama of the three ajas in um the ice of ice is this philosophy around relationships with men and and this mm-hmm. philosophy around relationships with men is what makes it difficult for the Aes Sedai to um support Rand or 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 have a united front against the dark one when the when the dragon is comes back because the red aja are like under no circumstances will we be will we be working with the dragon reborn and then moraine as a blue aja is sort of you know the gandalf figure who who's right. sort of a pragmatist who's trying to you know kind of make it all work 
and and then the green Aja are the the battle Aja who who are who are one hundred percent in favor of relationships with men are right. are 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 all trying to help Rand, and it's it's right. all this kind of big. It's this big thing. I, I really like it. My my favorite characters, you know, and I'm reminded now, like my favorite character is still Matt. The I think so that, too. The thing that made, Matt's just a well written character, yeah, um, and he's really well written in the books. But like like Matt gets corrupted at the beginning of book one, and it's and it's in, makes him infinitely interesting. Yeah, you know, he shows up, and and he and his whole arc is him getting over this corruption. Yeah. And and like coming into himself. And what I love about the series, and they're already doing it, which I like, is Robert Jordan, even though he's a really concise, he's not a concise writer, but he's a concise world builder. Mm-hmm. Even though he's a really concise world builder, Shadar Lagoth, you know, where he gets the dagger, we have no fucking idea what that place is. Like, like it's just it's just a ghost city. It like, was like fucking awesome is what it was i know it was fucking <laughs> awesome in the book too like it's just like like is it connected to the dark one hell no of course not it's not connected to the dark one at all the shades won't fucking go in there you know like yeah. like it's not connected to the dark one and what wh- what's that dagger who gives that dagger power i don't fucking know you know <laughs> yeah. and, and you don't know by the end of the series like like yeah. matt gets the dagger and and like by the end of book one matt's not in book two that's what that's an interesting moment matt at the end of book one, they they manage to get Matt into the White Tower in time before he's like totally overtaken and like essentially becomes like a vessel of of Shadar Lagoth. And <laughs> and and they manage like a couple of Aes Sedai healers manage to exercise him like before it happens. And he's not in book two because he's a fucking unconscious. And yeah. then at the beginning of book three, he's like, whoa, like he kind of wakes up <laughs> and he's, he's like, what the fuck's going on? You know, and, and and then he's back on the scene. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Parents the same way. What's this whole wolf thing going on with parents? I don't fucking know. Parents <laughs> just can talk to wolves like like, yeah. but it's not doesn't mean he can use the one power. Right. You know, that's what makes it cool. Like, like if if this was a less sophisticated series, all these people would be special wizards. Right. But right. instead, they're just. Perrin's a berserker who yeah. can talk to wolves, you know, right. and, and and Matt's a rogue who 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 gets in a dagger that fucks him up, you know. Yeah. And and a lot of it's so it's a lot of it's so mysterious but intriguing, right? Like yeah. I want to know I want to know more about what the white cloaks are. What are they? What's what's their deal? Yeah, yeah. About, you know, you know, I want to I want to know all these things that they they introduced. I think rather well, and they didn't. They don't they don't bog it down with a whole lot of explanation. They don't bog it down with a whole lot of because this or because that. It's just like come along with us on this journey. And and they do it in, in a, a a way that's crafted that it doesn't feel it doesn't feel oppressive. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like, well, you know, well, they're gonna have to do this because they did that. You know, you, you just don't know which direction they're gonna go yet, having not read the books. So sure. I you know, it's it's good because it's intriguing it's the same reason that i liked um um scarlet witch in, sure, yeah in, yeah wandavision you know, wandavision because the, it didn't have it didn't have the kind of linear storytelling that that we're used to well at least it didn't for the first seven or so episodes because you just didn't know and, and part of the fun was in finding out right 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 and and that's what i that's what i like most about this because i think it's really well done i think the acting is really good i think that yeah, i agree the cinematography and it's really good it looks great you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. 
I think I think it's just really fun, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow when I can watch the fifth episode. Yeah, I, I think it. I'm glad that I get to watch something episodic. I'm I'm reminded, uh, other than the fact that I love Matt very dearly, I'm reminded it really just how brilliantly written the Gleeman really is. Yeah, like 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 it's see such a it's such a good typical bard thing, you know, like uh-huh. like we're looking at a twentieth level bard who right. who, who, who can. <laughs> throw daggers and shit and kill shades but like uh i just think from a narrative writing perspective and i said this to you when we first it's an expensive about it, lesson yeah, the best ones yeah. are <laughs> the best ones are and like 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 i what i love about it is um gandalf is is split up he's split up into moraine and tom you know yeah. and 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 the role of gandalf in the lord of the rings narrative uh, is able to be explored in this really unique way with these two other characters, right. you know. And so, so Tom, well, who is Tom? Well, Tom, in some way, is this is this wise Saturnian figure who 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 is in the know. Well, but is he like super powerful? Well, no. But but what makes him super powerful is that he's in the know. Like right. he and 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 his skill allows him to survive and get people out. Right. And Moraine is similar, but but Moraine doesn't have Gandalf's personality. She doesn't right. need to, you know. And <laughs> and Lon is great because Lon is so badass. I'm so glad Lon is read as Asian because he's not read as Asian in the book. But I think it works because because it sets him apart from a cultural perspective. Like like well, Lon is this incredible sword fighter, like a samurai, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and I think I think it's unique. It makes the warders more unique. Because now you've got this sort of sense of, well, who are the warders? Well, basically, Aes Sedai walk across planet Earth, and they go, you're pretty good at fighting. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Do you want to be my warder? You know, like, like uh, you can wield axes. That's pretty cool. Lon, yeah. you can fight like a samurai. That's pretty cool, you know. So I do. I'm I'm impressed with the series. I, I like that. I and like, I really like, like yeah. I really like, really like how they, how they, perform the magic mm-hmm. and it like like it's not like it's not like uh what's her name the uh M- moraine is like shooting lightning bolts out of her fingertips like right. uh, you know emperor palpatine right like i like the elemental nature of it right like when she's mm-hmm. throwing fireballs she's pulling from like torches and stuff that are around her or whenever she's lobbing giant stones at the enemy you know she's knocking down buildings that she's pulling the stones from it's like it's like everything has this kind of economy of motion and this kind of economy of substance where she you can really buy that she's using the the one power the one the one force that that exists around her and you can literally see how she's shaping it and using it and i think that's a really fun way to do the magic i think it looks great and i think uh I think it's a lot of fun. It's, it it speaks more to sorcery in Dungeons and Dragons than it does to sure. to wizardry, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a really it's a really fresh take, I think, on on how magic is done on film, because a lot of times it's just like, you know, Gandalf shooting something out of his staff, or right. or Emperor Palpatine zapping somebody with his fingers, and it and it's it's more of a a, a personal. Uh, power like that a person would wield rather than a power that just is encompassing around you and I, I like the way that it's presented in the wheel of time at least on tv because yeah yeah it, it's an interesting take on how to how it how it operates you know it's fun i i agree i agree and and they 
I like that it's sort of thematically similar um, when uh, um, Loghain, who's who's the the false dragon reborn, yeah, when he when he uses the one power as well, like like it's thematically similar. It's what it's just black because it's corrupt. In the right. book, they they don't they don't they de-emphasize this in the in the show, and I don't think it's I don't think it's wrong. But in the book, the one power has a male and a female side. Like that's sort mm-hmm. of the idea. It's it's not so much that men are corrupted. It's that the male side of the one power gets corrupted, and so and so they uh, when they draw from it, it, it men get hurt. Like well, they, what it what it reads to me as and being a wheel of time virgin, <laughs> right? mm-hmm. what it reads to me as is like the quest for power. Right. Yeah, yeah, they can read that. Male, I think you're right. Male quest for power is in dominance, right? Yeah. Is in is in control, is in you know force. Whereas female dominance, the female uh, way of expressing themselves in the world, is more about cooperation and sure. more about you know egalitarianism and you know protection that maternal instinct that we talk about, you know, like Mm -hmm. how, how a woman is more comforting and a man is more abrasive. And it seems to me that like, of course a guy's going to lose. And when when you're given that kind of power with just, just the male mentality, just toxic masculinity, you know, that's, that's the one ring baby. That's what's going to corrupt you. Right? It's, It's having the ability to do whatever the fuck you want. And if what you want is power and control and domination, you're inevitably going to go dark or go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and I like that. Like, like, I think, I think you're right. I think it reads that way in the show. And I think it's, and I think it reads fine. Like, I think it's okay. Like it, uh, I, I'm, I'm not bothered too much by it. I like that. Um, this, so this is one of the reasons why Rand becomes a bastard, go to bastard, bastard villain in the show, <laughs> in the in the books. Like, cause he he's he is the Dragon Reborn. He's like, I am the Dragon Reborn, and 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 he's wielding the One Power, and he just he just goes nuts, like like he goes nuts yeah. the whole series, um, you know, and and everybody's like, Rand Rand's not looking too good, you know, and 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 Matt's <laughs> Matt's Matt's like, well. I'm going to go to war and, you know, (laughs) and they they let Rand handle it, you know, and, um, and he starts having like Rand starts having visions of the, of the dark one. They, they've already are alluding to this in these, in these dreams, but he starts having these visions of the dark one, like standing, he's like in the dragon reborn's throne room. They, they like erect a throne room for him. And, and he's, you know, he's, he's wielding this power and his armies and, and the dark one is the dark one never calls him Rand. He always calls him Luce Theron, which is his past yeah. life. Right. And 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 like every couple of books, the Rand will look over his shoulder and the dark one is just staring at him. And 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 he always says, I always win, Luce Theron. I always yeah. win. And and Rand's like, shut up, you know, and everybody's <laughs> like, Rand doesn't look too good. He's talking to nobody. You know? <laughs> and it's great. Like it builds all this stuff. And it's and 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 Robert Jordan, uh, he is not shy about making Rand a bastard. Yeah. Like, like he's, he is and a hateful people. And that's okay. Like yeah, that, 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 that leads for an interesting character, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why I don't find Superman all that interesting. I mean, he's awesome, but he's not that interesting <laughs> because he doesn't right. have that dynamic. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, I'm excited that you're watching it. I'm excited for it um, to see. I just, what they do. I feel like it's really well written. It's very clever. 
I like the 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 way that the you know conversations are written and the and the characters are allowed the actors are allowed to portray their characters in in their own unique ways and I think that it's it feels very it feels very lived in it feels like an old boot yeah, you know like that's a good way to put it that's yeah. a good way to put it um nobody nobody is giving as you say that as I think through it now no nobody is is giving the characters like the um Oh gosh, the um, stereotypical "I am at the beginning of the hero's journey" treatment, right? You know, and and so what what's great about the one of the high points of the series is that every character you've met so far has a compelling arc. That's one yeah. of the high points of the series, and and what the show has done well so far is made it so that none of the act allowed the actors to play the characters like they don't know that they're going to have an arc. Right. And that's good. Like that yeah. that's like parent the actor who plays Parent, I think, does that particularly well. Like right. Parent at this point in the show is basically just like somebody kill me. Like like right. I'm you know, like like there's no there's no hope for me, you know, like like right. I'm just waiting. I'm getting Egwin to to safety and then I might as well die, you know. Yeah. Like, like there's nothing. And and I like that because because it's it, it means that there's so there's so many places Perrin can go, right? Like right. Perrin as a character now can travel towards, you know, a new character, like a, yeah, a real art. And, and we're not, we're, the, the actor isn't like playing, isn't like playing it for laughs or he's not like, he's not like um, revealing it to us too soon. I like right. that. I think that's good. That's what, when you say it feels like an old boot, that's what I mean. The knave is yeah. that way too. Like the knave's like, listen, I'm just a fucking village wisdom yeah, I'm not. I'm not like. Could I be the chosen one? And Dave's like, Hell no, I'm not the chosen one. Get yeah. the fuck away from me. You know? <laughs> yeah, I like that, and I like that because it grounds them. You know, yeah. it grounds them in a sense of. I mean, I know we're talking about a fantasy epic, but it it grounds them in a certain realism. You know, in mm. in a certain uh, believability because, you know, put yourself in those extreme situations. What are you going to think? You're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, I thought whenever, and I think it was like the second episode. Or maybe the, it was the third episode because it was after they had escaped from Al Shador or whatever the Shadar city, Shadar yeah. Lagoth, and uh, um, Matt and and the dragon are talking. Brand, yeah, mm-hmm. are talking, and he's like, you know, you you're still going to the White Tower. Why? Why? You don't have to go there for Egwin. She was going to leave you anyway. She, you know, they're probably dead. <laughs> you know, and I'm like. That sounds like a rational thing, right? There's not, this is not this pie in the sky sort of, we have this mythic quest that we have to pursue just because somebody told us to. Like he has this grounded reality, grounded sense of reality. Like I just want to get home to my sisters because like my parents are fuck ups and, you know, Minotaurs ate our village. So like, (laughs) none of us got to watch Perrin like berserk out and then yeah. fucking gut a minotaur with his hands uh, and then kill his wife um but but uh no it I, was an accident i, I mean it was it an accident it's berserkers fine. do that <laughs> that's what i'm saying right right the um I, I actually loved that episode that episode is what sold me that episode yeah. when we got to those those moments with rand and Perrin or rand and matt and you know when tom shows up like like I forgot when they walked into the bar, I was like, "Tom's gonna show up soon." I forgot about Tom, like, and, 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 he's, and he's just a gleeman. He steals yeah. that shit, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm, 
I'm much better than you. But uh, <laughs> but like uh, that that whole scene is great because I forgot that the bartender was going to be a dark friend. Like right. I had I had forgotten. It's in the book. I had totally yeah. forgotten until until she locked the door. Like I was like, oh, Rand's going to get some pussy. That's cool. I forgot. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's cool. She seems cool. And then I was like, oh, that's right. She's evil. You know, like I totally <laughs> forgot because everything was played so straight. You know, yeah. and I, I thought that was good. I thought that was really good. Um, yeah. Well, it's good that e even somebody who's familiar with the lore can be surprised and entertained by it. That's good. Yeah, man. No, I think it's great. Beth's watching it with me. She she did not make it through the first book. And so she's like, what's going on? Who are these people? And I'm well, like, you know, watch the show. It's interesting you say that because uh, we, we make the comparisons to The Hobbit or, or The Lord of the Rings. And I think it, uh, another fair comparison would be to Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, so, I so I really enjoyed the series Game of Thrones until like the last three episodes. But like, like I really liked Game of Thrones. But after having seen it on HBO, I went and got the books. And I read the first one and I got about halfway through the second one. And I was just like, eh. <laughs> like it just it it was really long and wordy and, and like it wasn't as concise as the HBO thing. Maybe that's just a reflection of my you know ADD. <laughs> Maybe that's Maybe. a reflection, whatever. But like uh, I just had I not seen the HBO version of it, I wouldn't have known much about Game of Thrones because I certainly wouldn't have rammed my way through the books, you know. And I even didn't even finish those because like i kind of feel like well i know the story so maybe in a way it did ruin me for it but like um with the wheel of time probably a similar thing like i'm not going to sit down sure. and read 15 you know war and peace novels i just yeah, don't I, I wouldn't i wouldn't recommend it you know so <laughs> yeah. I'm, but but you know i i'm just, i'm looking forward to the next hour of television that i get with it you know sure sure yeah, I'm happy about that. That's a good thing. That that means that it's it's doing its job well. I haven't really heard any hate from it, which is which is really great. A couple of the folks that I follow online who are like into theology, Robert Jordan had a Robert Jordan uh, when when he was writing the series and stuff had a num. It, it was a big hit among uh, certain like Christian groups, certain Christian groups because the series is not like overly sexual. It's not, right. you know, it's, it's very good and evil. It's, it's, it's stuff like that. It's, it, I would not consider it a Christian series, like not at all. Like, like it, yeah. but it's not, but it's accessible to like Christian, Christian weirdos can, can read it. Mm. And um, so I, some of the people I follow online who are like, you know what? I read Wheel of Time when I was a conservative Christian and I cannot wait to watch the show. Like yeah. I am. I am ready for it. And they love it. They're like, yeah. I, I think this is great. You know, I think well, that's good fun. until somebody like Tucker Carlson gets a hold of it and starts bashing, uh, uh, saying, oh, it's bashing men, <laughs> you know, and, right. and just totally distorts it for something that it's not. And but the, the reality is, like, do the bros aren't going to watch this like people that are like concerned about like Mr. Potato Head's dick. They're probably not going to watch this. So just like leave it alone. We'll be fine. <laughs> let us have our thing it's not, it's not for them no you're right you're right well well this was really good i look forward to i also look forward to tomorrow's episode and look forward to uh exploring everything and see how see how the season goes like will they do a book a season how will they do it i'm, I'm interested i don't know if they will 
because it's not going to go 15 seasons. <laughs> you know, that well, you don't nuts. know. It's got Bezos money behind it, man. Well, that's true. It could go 15 seasons. <laughs> I mean, if he can launch himself into space on a giant metal dick, he can make a, he can make a pretty cool TV show. <laughs> I mean, I think, I, think that's, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. But, uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing more. We'll see how long it takes. Uh, so Matt ends up being able to fight with a quarterstaff. That, be, that becomes his weapon. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Like like you, Matt. Matt's the character that ends up like at the end of it all, being like, "I love this guy." You know, this guy's incredible. <laughs> this guy's incredible. Egwin is similar. Egwin by by the time he or Egwin, I guess I always pronounce it how I pronounce it in my head when I read it. Egwin, right. um, like Egwin comes into her own as like a politician. Like she she becomes this Aes Sedai who like just just is like this cutthroat, ruthless. Like good guy, but like, yeah. But just like she's like, I think that I'm gonna take over this fucking place, you know. And and, and <laughs> she does. And like and like uh the the red Aja chick, the like the snake, yeah. you know, in the grass woman, like she gets fucking cowed. Like <laughs> like 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 she she's like what you know because uh Egwene becomes the Emberlin seat. She becomes in like book twelve. Like it takes forever, yeah. but she like becomes in charge of the Aes Sedai, and and the red Aja's like kind of looks at her for a long time and and hates her and then and then kind of kneels and says my lady what what is your first command and Egwene's like get you know get me a fucking cup of coffee that's my first <laughs> something like that you know <laughs> she's like all right you know it's really great it's really great awesome all right buddy well this is i guess a minisode uh, a I wheel guess. of time minisode of right. uh uh chats with matt and ethan uh tune in more for more wheel of time updates as the show continues. We'll see you next time. Perfect.